0: This is the Christian Fellowship Guild podcast show. Today is Tuesday, February 18th, 2020. The title of today's devotional is Love Completely. Focuses on Matthew chapter 22, verses 37, 38. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Human love is often conditional. We love someone on certain terms perhaps as long as that person does or doesn't do certain things. God, however, loves us unconditionally. In response, Jesus called us to love God completely. Jesus' description of how to love God encompasses all of our being, heart, soul, and mind. Heart denotes the seat of one's conscience. Soul refers to a person's center, and mind refers to a person's imagination, thoughts, and understanding. Jesus' instruction is to devote completely the center of our being, our conscience, our lifetime, our thoughts, and our understanding to loving the Lord, to wholly love Him with all that we are. When you have given your life to the Lord, then your mind has been set. Your decision to love has been made. This is the first and greatest commandment. Let's pray. Father, I commit or recommit my entire being, my lifetime, my thoughts, and my understanding to you from this moment on. Nothing short of the entirety of me will do If I grow weary or begin to wander, remind me of this commitment by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. A little bit of commentary. An interpreter of the law asked our Lord a question to try, not so much his knowledge as his judgment. The love of God is the first and great commandment and the sum of all the commands of the first table. Our love of God must be sincere, not in word and tongue only. All our love is too little to bestow upon him. Therefore, all the powers of our soul must be engaged for him and carried out toward him. To love our neighbor as ourselves is the second great commandment. There is a self-love which is corrupt and the root of the greatest sins, and it must be put off and mortified. But there is a self-love which is the rule of the greatest duty. We must have a due concern for the welfare of our own souls and bodies, and we must love our neighbor as truly and sincerely as we love ourselves. In many cases we must deny ourselves for the good of others by these two commandments let our hearts be formed as by a mold the title of today's couples devotional is if my people pray focusing on second chronicles 7 uh, chapter 7 verses 12 through 22 which state the lord appeared to him at night and said i have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices when I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves, and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and will heal heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. As for you, if you walk before me faithfully as David your father did, and do all I command and observe my decrees and laws, I will establish your royal throne as I covenanted with David your father when I said, you shall never fail to have a successor to rule over Israel. But if you turn away and forsake the decrees and commands I have given you and go off to serve other gods and worship them, then I will uproot Israel from my land which I have given them and will reject this temple I have consecrated for my name. I will make it a byword and an object of ridicule among all peoples. This temple will become a heap of rubble. All who pass by will be appalled and say, Why has the Lord done such a thing to this land and to this temple? And people will answer, Because they have forsaken the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who brought them out of Egypt and have embraced other gods, worshipping and serving them. That is why he brought all this disaster on them. So pretty strong stuff. A little bit of commentary. It says, God's answer to Solomon's prayer. God gave a gracious answer to Solomon's prayer. The mercies of God to sinners are made known in a manner well suited to impress all who receive them with His majesty and holiness. The people worshipped and praised God. When He manifests Himself as a consuming fire to sinners, His people can rejoice in Him as their light. Nay, they had a reason to say that God was good in this. It is of the Lord's mercies we are not consumed but the sacrifice in our stead, for which we should be very thankful. And whoever beholds with true faith the Savior agonizing and dying for man's sins will, by that view, find his godly sorrow enlarged, his hatred of sin increased, and his soul made more watchful and his life more holy. Solomon prosperously effected all he designed for adorning both God's house and his own. Those who begin with service of God are likely to go on successfully in their own affairs. It was Solomon's praise that what he undertook, he went through with it was by the grace of God that he prospered in it let us then stand in awe and sin not let us fear the Lord's displeasure hope in his mercy and walk in his commandments Um, the devotional goes on to say a poor Macedonian soldier was leading before Alexander the Great a mule laden with gold for the king's use the mule became so tired that he could no longer carry the load so the mule driver took it off and carried it himself with great difficulty for a considerable distance. Finally, Alexander saw him sinking under the burden and about to throw it to the ground, so he cried out, Friend, do not be weary yet. Try to carry it to your tent, for it is now all yours. This blessing is much better than the lottery, who says, Good guys finish last. Humility certainly has its blessings. Ezra, the writer of First and Second Chronicles, certainly knew the importance of humility when he directed this passage to his people people who God called by name. He states that in order for God's people to receive his blessings, there are four basic requirements. One, humility. Two, prayer. Three, devotion. And finally, repentance. This is an appropriate prayer for all of America, Christian and non-Christian alike. We shake our heads with disbelief at the depravity of man. Each day, the headlines in the newspapers scream out stabbings, shootings, murder, drunkenness, rape, and incest. Where have we we gone wrong as a nation? Are we losing those qualities that have made America strong? Are our families breaking apart along with the moral fiber of this country? How can we get back on track to recapture the greatness of the past? In 450 BC Ezra wrote to his people the words found in verse 14 for today he says we are to humble ourselves to pray to seek God's face and to repent of our sins then God will one answer our prayers two, forgive our sins and finally heal our land as a couple you may recognize the truths of this passage and come to God with all humility committing each of your lives again to the righteousness of God vow that in your home you will make a difference. No longer will you go along with the tide of the country. You and your family will say, stop. No more. Let's return to the timeless principles that are written in the Bible. Remember what Susanna Wesley said about the gospel. First, we believe in it, and second, we live it. We need couples who will not only believe the Bible, but will begin to live it. Start today in your own family to live it. Let's pray. Father God, you know how we long to return America to the virtues that made this country great. Change will come about through changed families, and we want to sign up as one of those team members to change the downhill direction of our country. Sometimes it seems like such an awesome task, but we trust that you will give us the necessary conviction, energy, love, and passion to make a small dent through your ways of goodness. May each member of our family be excited about this new beginning. In Jesus' name, amen. Some action points here. Uh, first, write today's key verse in your journal and underline it in your Bible. Key verse being second Chronicles chapter seven verse fourteen. Come together second, come together as a family at mealtime and discuss this challenge. Third, ask the total family how you can live out this challenge in day to day living, and finally pray jointly for our country and our families. Some further reading. Second Chronicles chapter 6, verses 37-39, through 39. Yet if they turn their heart in the land to which they have been carried captive, and repent, and plead with you in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned, and have acted perversely and wickedly. If they repent with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, to which they were carried captive, and pray toward their land which you gave to their fathers, the city that you have chosen, and the house that I have built for your name, then hear from heaven your dwelling place, their prayer, and their pleas, and maintain their cause, and forgive your people who have sinned against you. And finally, James chapter 4, verse 10, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. So I pray that everybody is enjoying the show. I really like some of the topics that are coming up in the devotionals. They're kind of lining up with some uh, current events. Um... I hope everybody's enjoying the show again. um, The viewership is starting to climb up. We're up into double digits, barely. Um, But I hope you guys uh, have a good evening, afternoon, whatever time it may be when you're listening, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.